Hello! We're here! It's Sidewalk Slam. Yes! Ah, I'm excited about this episode. One show. That's all we have to cover. We're talking about No Mercy. <laughs> We're just talking about No Mercy. It's going to be great. Oh my goodness. What a time to be alive, am I right? Yep. No Mercy and the storylines that brought us to yes. No Mercy. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's... Uh, man... Boy, SmackDown's a lot easier to digest. Yes, it is. Like, not just that it's shorter, yeah. but there's just, like, the less... structure is, There's like less, like, stuff. Fluff. Fluff. Yeah. But yeah. There's less just, like... Well, I think that's just a product of being, being like, a hours. full... Well, I mean, without commercials, a full, like, hour and a half shorter, right? Yeah. Because Raw runs at, like, two and a half hours, I think. Mm-hmm. And then SmackDown only runs, like... Sometimes over a little bit over an hour. I decided to start. I was like, I should really start catching up on Raw before Hell in a Cell, yeah. which is at the end of this month. That's what I'll be doing this weekend. We're recording on the on October twentieth today. Yeah, and because uh, um, so No Mercy was, I guess, like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I guess it was more two than weeks a week ago. ago. Right, it was two weeks ago. It yeah. was um, two weeks ago last Sunday. So. Yeah. Uh, Adam was sick briefly, and then yeah, dude, I've been fighting going this cold to, for like a month. Kathleen and I are going to PAX Australia, so we're just like <laughs> we're rammed with getting ready to go. Yeah, but uh, right, because the No Mercy was on October 9th. Yeah. But um, the the first segment in the Raw after Clash of Champions mm-hmm. is like a twenty five minute long. Reigns Reigns Rusev rematch. Oh right, yeah, I watched that. No, 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 I watched that, and it ends in like a no contest. I was watching it at one point five speed, and it was still a slog. Yeah, it was just like this is the start of the show. That's, I think Raw is starting having like way longer matches. Yeah, I think, and they're trying. That's what they're sh- that they're like shifting right from. That's a brutal match to like perform. Yeah, twenty five minutes. Yeah, no, this isn't like back in the eighties. This isn't like Ric Flair style. Like Ricky yeah. used to have like hour long draws <laughs> with people. Like, but I mean Murderous. that was. I mean, purists will say that that was used to elevate people more because if you can go an hour because he was the champion at the right. time. So if you can take the champion to a draw. That was seen as like, oh, okay. you really took him to the limit, right? I like, guess, but like, <laughs> like he didn't beat you, but you didn't beat him. Reigns and Rusev, they had a match, yeah, and then they had the next the night. They ti- had, then they had the title match, and yeah. then the next night they had a match. That see, that's just like, I don't know what I. This, this is why I want to be there. Yeah. I want to hear what their reasoning is because all we have to do is speculate. Like I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe let's they, open the show with Reigns and Rusev for 25 minutes. <laughs> it was like, but. Okay, <laughs> but why? Yeah. It's like that Ryan Reynolds gift. But, but why? But why? <laughs> God, yeah. I do sometimes respond in our company Slack with but why dot gif. Yeah. Just not a just, picture of it, just the, just, just just the text yeah. but why dot gif. But why? You know, and I, I think that that's something that... But again, we're not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. So that's why I would love to be a fly on the wall yeah. at these creative meetings and just see like... Because, I mean, for the majority of Raw, they just book it the day of. Which is right? terrifying. Which is absolutely terrifying. Like, I don't envy that, but at the same time, like, there's got to be a better way. There, I mean, I'm sure there is. <laughs> but they're the ones making millions of dollars and still doing it. I mean, it's not as good business as... I mean, everyone's going to say, wow, it wasn't as good as it was in the 90s or whatever. But, yeah. man, they're still making enough money to run shows, so yep. there's that. All right. Tonight, however, yes. Mattel... And WWE 2K17. 
yes. present live from the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California. No Mercy. Yeah. They haven't had a pay-per-view called No Mercy since 2008. Damn, really? When, I was just looking this up, when uh, Chris Jericho defeated Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight Championship in a ladder match. Oh, was that part of that huge storyline? That must have been right I, in the middle of that because... I assume so. That was when, uh, remember when Chris Jericho hit Shawn Michaels' wife? Right, yes, Damn. I do, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of this storyline. And Triple H defeated Jeff Hardy for the WWE Championship. Jesus. Again this, again, this was 2008. So, with the resurrection of branded pay-per-views, SmackDown is basically picking up all of the... It looks like Raw is sticking with all the pay-per-views that they've said, mm-hmm. and then SmackDown is like, all right, what have we canceled? <laughs> What what pay per views don't we do anymore? Yeah. Backlash, great. Okay. No mercy, cool. Okay. What's next? Armageddon, probably. I assume they're going to get like uh, n- uh, the Great American Bash. Oh yeah. Or No Way Out. Yeah. Armageddon or... was in like the old. Was that the old December pay per view? Armageddon. <sighs> I think so. Yeah. I don't I'm know. To, I can't think of any others, but Backlash yeah. used to be the Post Mania pay per view, yeah. which made a lot more sense as a because storyline backlash, backlash to WrestleMania. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. The first thing that happens on the pre-show... Yeah, which I didn't watch. ...is that you didn't miss a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kurt Hawkins. Oh, yeah! Cuts a promo in the ring. Yeah. So, in the weeks leading up to No Mercy, Kurt Hawkins had yeah. been cutting a series of vignettes. Uh, it's just like the of, Chuck Norris meme. Yeah. Like, it's essentially it, right? Yeah, he'd yeah. just be like, you know, this is a weird, crazy thing. Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, right? it's like, Kurt Hawkins doesn't do push-ups, he pushes down on the world. Kurt, Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. And in one of the vignettes, he said that he will he will make his in-ring debut at No Mercy, which was him getting into in the, the ring. ring. Yeah. And Has he had a match? Uh, this last week well, on cer- Smackdown, c- Certainly not up until No Mercy. He yeah, this was, well, he hadn't. He, but... he appeared, said that he, pr- he did what he promised, which was appear in the ring at No Mercy, mm-hmm. and then left. So is he supposed to be a heel? We're supposed to hate him because he's telling us that he's all these great things? I don't know. Oh, I hope this is another Shining Stars debacle. Now, do you remember Kurt Hawkins? No, I don't. This was after my time. I know that he used to wrestle. It Actually, I bet you it wasn't after your time. Oh, I really? Bet you just don't remember. Oh, okay, well, then I don't think I remember. Okay, well... Kurt Hawkins debuted yeah. on the main roster yeah. as Brett Major, one half of the tag team The Major Brothers... <laughs> Okay. With the other half of the tag team being portrayed by, what's his real name? Matt somebody. Zack Ryder. Oh. Really? They were the Major Brothers. They were. That is an awful name. They looked like the Von Erics. Like they just had like long blonde hair and plain trunks, and that was it. They were just like, we're two guys. When was this? Like the 2000s? Oh, yeah. Then they, the, the Major Brothers were repackaged. You, may, you might remember this as the Edgeheads. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. were just fanboys of Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. They, they came out, because they had the long hair already, so they just started wearing toques, so they looked like Edge. And they would come out and support uh, main eventer Edge as, like, his cronies, because they were yeah, just, yeah. like, fans of Edge. Oh. Then they were re-repackaged as Hawkins and Ryder, yeah. as just Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Yeah. Uh, for, just, they were for, a tag team? Formerly the Edgeheads. I don't think that... 
I, in continuity, I don't, I don't think the majors and the edgeheads are supposed to be the same people. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, the edgeheads were Kurt, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, and then they were a tag team of Hawkins and Ryder. They were a championship t- uh, tag team at one point. Okay. And then Kurt Hawkins was fired, I guess, or let go in one of their yearly purges. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Zack Ryder went on to uh, get himself over with the whole Long, the, Long the Island Z thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. And now Kurt Hawkins you is. You never actually watched any of that? The YouTube stuff? I watched some of it. Was it good? What did he do? He just talked like in character, like yeah, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. Major Brothers were in sorry, two thousand seven. Oh, okay. They yeah. debuted on an episode of ECW on Sci-Fi, defeating Matt Stryker and Marcus Corvon in a tag team match. Jeez. Yeah. Was Matt Stryker the teacher? Yes. Huh. He now is he's, a he's commentator a... for Lucha Underground. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's really good too. And then yes, at at Armageddon. Uh, the duo dressed as Edge interfered in the tag team match, mm-hmm. taking bumps in Edge's place to help him win the title, thus turning uh, Edge heel for the first time in his career, apparently. Wow. Yeah. See, I need. I didn't watch a lot of that Edge stuff, but I probably should go back and watch I'm sorry, Zack Ryder was Brett Major, okay. and Kurt Hawkins was Brian Major. For some reason, I thought for sure you were going to tell me one of their names was Major Major, because that would, <laughs> and I would Major, not have been Major. surprised. While I have this page up, I will just double check and tell you that Zack Ryder's real name is Matthew Brett Cardona. Cardona. And Kurt Hawkins' real name is Brian Myers. Hmm. So, yeah. And yeah, they, they defeated... At the Great American Bash in 2008, they won the Tag Team Championship from John Morrison and The Miz oh. at a Fatal 4-Way, which also featured Jesse and Festus and Finley and Hornswoggle. Jesus. That could not, no offense to the men in the ring, but that could not have been that great of a match. Probably not. But outside of Miz, Miz and Morrison, Morrison were, were great. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry. They were, they were, also, the, Morrison, they were also the uh, youngest tag team champs in WWE history. Huh. Wow. The more you know. So there you go. So, yeah. Kurt Hawkins cut a promo. And left. And left. And that's, that's it. it. Then, elsewhere on the pre-show, American Alpha and the Hype Bros defeated yeah. the Vaudevillains and the Ascension in yet another goddamn eight-man tag yeah. match. Well, I mean, when you don't have anything to do with... <laughs> I'm just, I'm, like, I, I'm glad that they're... I'm, I'm, I'm glad that all the tag teams are getting airtime. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're all getting to do stuff. Yeah. And I know that there's only one title, so you can't, like... You, you, like, not everyone can be in the title picture. Yeah. But SmackDown definitely... I mean, Raw hasn't been doing a lot with their tag teams at all. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time that like Golden Truth actually had a match. match yeah. But at least, you know, so at, at least there's that, but it does feel on SmackDown that it's like, okay, these guys are the champions, yeah. these guys are challenging for the title, and everyone else yeah. can have one giant match. That's definitely how it feels. Like, thank God that the Ascension are doing something again, because yeah. I loved the Ascension in NXT, and then when they moved up to the main roster, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to... And then right when they moved up, they got beat up by, like, the New Age Outlaws when they came back. Oh, right. Remember? And then, and then they did that segment on Raw where all those legend tag teams came back and beat them up. Yeah. It was, like, APA... New Age Outlaws, and I think one other, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It was a long time ago. Um, I don't even. I, I actually do, quite like the New Age Outlaws, but that's not a good use. For, no, it's not for the Ascension. Because the Ascension were like in NXT, they were badasses. Yeah. They were awesome. I loved them. And then they moved up, and they didn't really do anything with them. Again, I would love to be the fly on the wall mm-hmm. in those when they decide, like what what they're thinking or what maybe they were trying something that nobody just saw. You know what I mean? Like they're something didn't work. But anyway, yeah. 
I'm at least glad that I'm hoping that the Vaudevillains and the Ascension can do something soon. Yeah. Either team, not together, obviously, but because they're both heels, but something just because they're just so di- like they're okay. The Ascension are just like Legion of Doom or Demolition, yeah. or anything like that. But the Vaudevillains are just so much different. Yeah. And I just love it, and I want them to do stuff. I know there was like. A problem with Simon Gotch got in a fight with, with Callisto with or Callisto or Sinkara. Sinkara, that's what. It, yeah, he got in a fight with Sinkara. So and apparently, like, lost. Yeah, badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I don't know. It was, I didn't see it. So, but uh, American Alpha are obviously being, uh, they're delaying that to fight with the Usos mm-hmm. at some point because even leading up to No Mercy, American Alpha and the Usos had like this little like side story kind of mm-hmm. deal going on so they're still keeping that feud in like the backs of our minds like oh right yeah because yeah, so in the weeks leading up to no mercy because as we said before backlash the usos basically took american alpha out of contention and got themselves reinserted into the title picture yeah. so then there was uh revenge matches basically with american alpha and Usos again, mm-hmm. and there were singles matches with like Jimmy versus Chad Gable, or yeah. you know, and so so they sort of are. Even though the Usos on tonight's show are up against Slater and Rhino for the titles, yeah, uh, they're still feuding with American Alpha, which yeah. is which is cool. Yeah. So. See, I mean, like if they can do that with three teams, I don't see why they can do that. Like they can't do it with maybe. Two other teams mm-hmm. or three other teams fight like maybe the hype bros and then the vaude villains and the ascension can at least do something on SmackDown. Even give them five minutes of time or TV time or something yeah. just to just to let keep them, something there, you know, so they can look back on it like oh we had this let match. Them talk a bit, yeah. yeah. So we've we've used the term uh, curtain jerker before. Yeah. So let's this is a biz- the, let's see the most bizarre see, curtain jerker. Uh, let's see what match they're gonna roll out first to. <laughs> To get the crowd uh, hyped up for the rest of the show. Yeah. It's your main event, <laughs> the triple threat for the WWE World Championship. What was the reasoning for this again? They were going up against something. The debate. The b- debate. That's So Sunday was. night yeah. was the second of three uh, American-U.S. election debates. Mm-hmm. This was the town hall debate. And yeah. I guess, I assume that's why they did this, but they decided to run the main event first so that it would be over before the debate started. Yeah. Which I still think is an odd choice. It was it was weird. Like when I was watching it, I'm just like, this feels it feels wrong. so wrong. Yeah, it felt so wrong. Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, John Cena in a triple threat for the World Heavyweight Championship first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, at Backlash, yeah. AJ Styles won uh, won the title. Yes. Defeating Dean, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. This is after. So he beat John Cena at SummerSlam mm-hmm. in, a, in a non-title match. He beat Dean Ambrose at Backlash and won the title. And now the three of them have been basically going back and forth yeah. over the course of many weeks, uh, circling one another. Which basically amounted to like AJ and Dean being sick of Cena's shit. <laughs> it was basically like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every promo was kind of like... The one the, the the promo on the go home SmackDown yeah. was my favorite. Yeah. But I'm just trying to recall. There was one before that where Dean and Cena really went at each other, mm-hmm. and Dean calls Cena and a part timer. Yeah. And to go and film his like D list movies, I think, or the TV show because he's on like that True Grit. 
TV show. He's on another TV show? Yeah. He's, I didn't know that. Okay, so there's a show called True Grit. I don't oh, know what it is. Yeah, yeah, the reality show. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah. the problem with being an internet wrestling fan is you find this stuff out, and I'm like, okay, well, Cena's not winning the title. Right. Because he's got to go shoot this show. Spoiler alert. Right, <laughs> Okay, yeah. but Cena has to shoot a show, right? Yeah. So they're not going to put a title on him because he's not going to be around, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I felt like... <sighs> I can't stop gushing about AJ Styles. And I, <laughs> I just think he's the best right now. Yeah. On the mic, in the ring. I feel like there's a real, everything that AJ does, there's like a real sense of, sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And he believes what he's saying. Yeah. And this is like where he, building up to this, he decided, oh, this is where he came up with the, he's the champ that runs the camp. Yes. Yeah. He says, I'm not... He says, I'm the, this, yeah, we mentioned this last time, the night after Backlash, or the SmackDown after Backlash, he says, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, John Cena's not the face that runs the place. I'm the face that runs the place. I'm the champ that runs the camp. And yeah. it's like, oh. <laughs> and they, they've mitigated They've kind of somewhat. axed it, yeah, they don't and really Dean like... makes fun of him at some point for like, you're the, you're the dope on the yeah. roper. Yeah, some He's, of you know, it. It's like, you're, you're terrible, basically. <laughs> yeah. He basically just sort of rips on the... And on like the terrible nicknames. The weeks leading up, they all kind of had singles matches with each other. Because yeah. there was two, I know two weeks before Backlash, Dean and AJ had a match. Mm-hmm. And um, Ambrose and Cena Ambrose, had a tag team against Styles and The Miz. Yeah. At one point. Didn't Ambrose and, and then, Cena have a singles match? Yeah, then Ambrose. Because yeah, Ambrose beat him clean. Ambrose beat Cena with a roll up. Yeah. Yep. And then. Styles attacked Cena after that match. Yeah. Which made Daniel Bryan come out and schedule Styles to defend the title against Ambrose the next week on SmackDown. Yeah. And then that week on SmackDown, AJ beat Dean with a roll up, but after, after Cena had kind of distracted. distracted. Well, Ambrose had AJ rolled up yeah. and Cena got on the apron and was yelling something. And it gave, it would like delayed the count by like a second or two. So it gave time for, in kayfabe, yeah. for him to kind of gather his wits to get out of this roll up. And then he kicked out. And then later on in that same match, or as Dean went to go and yell at Cena, he got rolled up by Ambrose and he pulled the tights. Yeah. Or pulled the jeans, I jeans. guess. Jeggings. And, and, and <laughs> jeggings. He's, he's wearing jeggings. Yeah, he's, they're jeggings. The jeans are not that flexible. Yeah. And then the, uh, on the go home, episode of SmackDown. They had this great promo. Oh, man. So, yeah, D- Dean and AJ are out yeah. cutting promos on each other about the match. Yeah. And then John Cena comes out and gets in the ring, and he brings the mic up, and he's about to talk, and AJ goes, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Just stop talking. Yeah. Don't say anything, because we all know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. You're going to say, you know, you're going you're gonna to make fun of me. You're like, you're going you're gonna to rip on me. You're going to make fun of my hair. You're going to, you know... Literally, he just describes a typical John Cena promo. <laughs> it's it's beautiful because he's like, "We all know what you're going to say. You're going to yeah. say this, 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 and this." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's, that's usually what he says." What he says yeah. yeah, and right. he's like, "Then you're going to talk about how you're going to become a 16-time world champion." Because that's the thread again. Because this yeah. happened before SummerSlam 2015. That was the thread: is that if Cena wins another t- world title, mm-hmm. then he's tied with Ric Flair. Yeah, and they. Haven't they didn't mention it for a very long time because he was the U.S. champion and he was doing the open challenge thing. Yeah, 
But the thread through this buildup is again this whole sort of if he gets one more title and he's tied with Ric Flair's record. Yeah. And so yeah, he's. How he's do you feel like, about that? Fine, I right? don't care. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, I think it's like, I think Cena's put in enough work. Yeah, like the, the because what happened at SummerSlam 2015 is that uh, Jon Stewart interfered because the story he gave the next night on Raw was that, you know, he didn't think it was right for Ric Flair's uh, record to be in danger because Ric Flair's a legend and an icon and everything. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, all right. All right. Like, I was like, they gave a reason. Yeah, I was like, cool, I mean? your character and everything, that's fine. I, I, I respect that yeah. and everything. I don't care. Yeah. Right? Because wrestling is different now. Like, you don't get Bruno San Martino holding the title for however many... Ten years or yeah, something like that. Yeah, however many days in a row. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't happen like that. So, and the, the thing about title reigns is, like, during the so-called crash TV era, the Attitude <laughs> Era, the, title, the, the titles were changing so quickly. Like, yeah. if you count the number of reigns... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the length, the length of your combined reigns is is I think a more relevant stat than the number of reigns. Yeah. And so I, I just profoundly don't care if Cena. He's probably gonna eclipse. He's gonna, he's gonna do it before Cena retires. He's gonna hold the title probably like four more times. Yeah. So it's it's gonna happen, and I don't mind. Because I mean, like even in modern day wrestling, CM Punk had the last long, long reign. Yeah. It was like three hundred over a year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. So I don't I don't think we're gonna ever I don't know, I shouldn't say ever because you know never say never but mm-hmm. that those kind of reigns are kind of out the window yeah you know what I mean like especially in today where we can't we forget about things like thirty seconds after they happen you know yeah. it's like oh yeah that's funny and then like we're like remember that funny thing a week ago I'm like I don't know what you're talking yeah. about I have no idea so after Cena- oh sorry. AJ says, yeah, he brings on the same thing, sort of the thread we've been talking yeah. about. And AJ says, you're going to come out here and you're going to talk about how you're going to become a 16-time champ. And it makes me sick to my stomach that you dare compare yourself to an icon like Ric Flair. And right. I was like, ooh. And then Cena's like, okay. And he like steps away from AJ and opens his mouth. And then Dean goes, no, stop, shut up, <laughs> don't talk, don't say a word. Yeah. And then continues to basically give Cena sort of his perspective, which is like, you know, that's, like, it's cool, I guess, that you're, you know, meeting Make-A-Wish kids and that you're this, you know, great role model or whatever, Mm -hmm. except that you're a dick, you know? Like, hustle, loyalty, and respect. What, hustle, like, the hustle you show to make sure that the spotlight's always on you? Like, loyalty, the loyalty that you show to your friends that you just let, get beat up all the time respect yeah. respect <laughs> from you respect you don't respect anybody yeah you know you you like john cena is not a nice person or what, like i can't remember yeah. exactly what he said like the character and john cena he, actually isn't he is <laughs> no and then my the best line at the end was you know so like so you know you go on keep keep doing your thing or whatever have fun being the guy who plays john cena <laughs> on tv, TV. <laughs> Damn, Ambrose. He's like, yeah. he's like, I'm, I'm real, and everyone here knows that you are putting on an act. Yeah, and man, <sighs> and uh, d- does he, does he mention the reality shows? I can't remember. I can't remember either. But yeah, so good. Yeah, that's and so, awesome. And then Cena is like, in, and this is actually, I, I consider, like, I thought it was cool, but I consider it reinforcing what they were saying because it's honestly quite petulant yeah. is he doesn't have a good rebuttal he just goes well talk is cheap and attacks <laughs> yeah. and attacks Dean yeah uh, actually um, uh, I know that 
I know that like top ten lists are like the the utter dregs of internet content yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> hit me, Graham. The 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 folks over at What Culture do yeah. some solid top ten yeah, lists about do. WWE stuff. And yeah. there was one that they they did last week, which was the top time that the top ten times that John Cena was a dick. Basically, oh, okay, really? I'm gonna yeah, have to watch that. And it's like the the in storyline times when his character mm-hmm. was an asshole. And yeah, he's his character is like it's he's. He's a good like he's a he's a good guy, mm-hmm. unless it serves him personally to not be a good guy, you know. And it's yeah. it's really interesting. God, that's cool. I'm gonna have to watch that. So that all brings us up to this match, yeah. the Triple Threat: AJ Cena and Dean Ambrose opening the show, yeah, for for the title, yeah. And I mean, it's obviously it's going to be a good match. Yeah, they've been wrestling. Apparently, they've been wrestling this match on house shows for like weeks. Oh, really? So I mean, they've got basically all, practicing. Basically it, yeah. practicing. They do that. I don't know if we've talked about that before. I think yeah. we might have mentioned it in passing, it, but I, maybe. But so a house show is a term for a non non recorded, non televised mm-hmm. WWE show because they they do uh, they do Monday Night Raw and maybe they'll do a uh, a special the night before. But it's not like they don't do anything until the next week because they're they are always touring, and so you will have they'll have like three house shows a week sometimes, yeah. depending on where they go, and and you'll have the different brands. You'll have Raw and SmackDown or whatever, but they'll because they the shows tour right, and so you'll have Raw in this major city, and then Raw the next week in this other major city. Mm-hmm. But then in cities, in in between, yeah. Yeah. they'll do these uh, these uh, sort of local arena shows for you know several thousand people. You know, like a like a raw in like a university football arena will get like I don't know, like ten, ten grand, ten, somewhere like there. ten, twelve thousand people sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And like the house shells will get like you know two to four thousand, five thousand people. It, it, it varies wildly. <laughs> I'm pulling these numbers out of my ass. Yeah. But but because they're not televised, it's sort of like stand up comedians using using nightclubs to test material before they record yeah. their HBO special. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Y- you'll have, like... Uh, people will talk about how on the latest tour of house shows at... Uh, see, be- we didn't used to know this before the internet, but yeah. it'll be like, at these three house shows, they- they've done X wrestler versus Y wrestler. Mm-hmm. Which means you'll probably see that match on the next episode of Raw. Because yeah. they're sort of testing it and seeing how it's going to play out yeah. and one house show crowd is not going to know that the crowd last night in a different town saw the same match. Yeah. Like broadly speaking there very few people are going to go online and look up the results it's for a house, house show. show. Yeah. I don't know. think they I don't, I don't even remember seeing house show results anymore. I, I guess you can hit talk Twitter about it once or really? twice. But you can hit Twitter if you really want to but even then that'd be hard to find yeah. like there's no hashtag raw house show. Like, they ask you, know, you not to film it. Obviously, people have cell phones. Yeah. Um, you know, they well, they they don't ask you not to film it. They tell you you aren't allowed to film it, but it mm-hmm. always gets filmed. Yeah. And yeah, so it's. I mean, yeah, it pops up once or twice when it's sort of like, you know, when people are doing you know things like this, being like, oh, you know, uh, they've they've had so and so and so and so fighting for the last couple of weeks at house shows. So you know that might be where they're going with this mm-hmm. with the storyline or whatever. When uh, the first house show I saw here, I saw MVP yeah. versus The Undertaker. Wow. <laughs> that they was ended up a, doing that match, too, didn't they? I think so. That yeah. was a weird thing to see. <laughs> yeah. 
That was Damn. a weird thing I to see. I can't remember. And Funaki was there. Really? Yeah. Indeed. We were, we were right beside the entrance area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey," and we were, and we, yeah, all four of us were like, "Indeed." And he wheeled around like, "Hey, <laughs> people who know me." Remember? Yeah. yeah. That's also where I saw uh, Batista in real life, and that man is as white as a truck. Yes. It's funny how you watch them on TV, and you're, and you're like, like, "Oh yeah, like, yeah that's a big, big guy." But then you guy. see them, and you're in, like, in person, and you're like, "Jesus." The thing is, he's he's my height. Yeah. Right? He's 6'3". Mm-hmm. But you look at me, and then you look at him, <laughs> and you imagine that he's my height, and then you're like, wait a minute, wait if a that's... Second. And then <laughs> he's also six foot wide. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, the man's a square. Yeah. When I was at... Um, I, was, I had pretty good seats at WrestleMania 25. Oh, I was, man. like, pretty close to the ring. And that was that first Shawn Michaels-Undertaker match. Oh! <gasps> Oh, damn. Yeah. I lost a $50 bet that night because I thought Shawn Michaels was ending the streak. <laughs> I was like, I was adamant. I thought for sure they were doing it. Because it was in Houston, right? Like, it's in right. Texas. Right. And I was like, Michaels is doing it. Okay. Spoiler alert. Adam <laughs> for, lost 50 for, bucks. For WrestleMania seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, WrestleMania 25. Adam lost 50 bucks. But <laughs> when I saw The Undertaker for the first time, I was like blown away. I was like, this man is a monster. Like, yeah. he's actually huge. Because... Every time I'd seen him, it was just on TV, and you, you don't, it doesn't process. Yeah. It doesn't, like, you don't look at it, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's pretty big. Like, he just, you don't get a gauge of how impressive these are. And, like, house shows are always way more fun oh, yeah. than, like, live events. Because the wrestlers are given so much more, kind of, uh, free reign. Like, mm-hmm. they're, not cons- they're, not, they're not constrained so much by time limits and TV and commercials and everything else. And they can kind of just do... Try different stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that was a really, really roundabout way of saying <laughs> that this match is really this. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now the end, or I guess not the ending, but what happens at one point? Yeah. Is that AJ Styles does that moonsault into the reverse DDT on Dean, mm. and then catches um, Cena in a DDT and drops them both at the same time. I just thought it looked right. really great, and Styles nailed that. Because he's done that a few times before, because the first time he ever did it was on Xavier Woods or Kofi. He did it to Kofi on an episode of Raw when um, Y2AJ was a thing. Right. Yeah, and he did that, like, he does, like, a springboard moonsault off the second rope and lands and catches the guy into a reverse DDT. Right. But anyway, that was one of the spots that I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's, like, a false finish in this match. Yeah, Ambrose... Gets a calf crusher on Styles. Probably the worst calf, crush, calf crusher I've ever seen. But it's not. It's not his move. Yeah. It's not his move. Yeah. <laughs> but then Cena get jumps on Styles and puts Styles in the STF. Mm-hmm. So two people have submission holds on Styles. Yeah. And Styles taps. Yeah. The bell rings. Yeah. I was livid. I thought they. I thought that they were going to restart the match and Styles was going to be eliminated. I thought that's what had happened yeah, for a while. Yeah, because it looked like it, Because they right? did not explain what... So, yeah, Cena and Dean are walking around going, I won! <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I won. Uh, yeah. No, I which, won. Which makes it funny because they were both there, like, right by each other. Yeah. Like, they saw what they did. It wasn't like they kind of, like, pinned... Or something, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like they were just stand. they were sitting, like, right next to each other. Yeah. Submitting AJ. So then Cena and Ambrose, start, is the ref is like, no, no, this match is not done. Yeah. So they're like, okay, I guess we're fighting. So Ambrose hits a Dirty Deeds on Cena. Yeah. But then dives out of the ring to attack AJ. Yeah. And you're like, 
Oh, oh, AJ yeah, is still legal. Match, yeah. It wasn't until Ambrose that started attacking him, because I thought that I as thought, well. I was like... Because the ref goes like this, and he points at Cena and AJ. Yeah, and he's like... And or, like or, or Cena and Dean. Cena and Dean, and sorry. he's like, keep going, and guys. he's like, yeah, and I was like... Is AJ eliminated? I have the same. I watch. Yeah, it's like, that's not how triple. I watch. Work. Sometimes I watch pay per views with a friend of mine, and I always tell him like, if AJ loses, like I'm breaking everything in your house. So <laughs> <laughs> that's like the joke. Like if Bray Wyatt loses tonight, you better hide all your shit because I'm gonna break yep. it all. <laughs> so, but that was the thing. I thought AJ was eliminated from the match, and I was livid. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't. That's not how it goes. Yeah. Cena hits an attitude adjustment on Ambrose, but then Styles comes back in with a chair, because in Triple Threat, yeah. it's also a no-DQ, by yeah. the way. I don't yeah. know why this doesn't happen more often. Yeah. Styles hits Cena in the gut, and then in the back with the chair, and then... then fine. That's yeah. perfect. It was actually awesome, because AJ's a heel, mm-hmm. and AJ's going to use... Because these the baby faces are going to not... Well, maybe Dean would. You know, Dean's not a baby face yeah. in the traditional sense, but... Like, Cena would never use. No. Even if, like, even when he's been, been in matches where he's had the ability to, I think mm-hmm. he always kind of, like... Remember there was that match that he had with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 30? And that was Bray trying to taunt Cena into attacking him with, like, different objects? Oh, that, that was basically, That could have like, been such a good storyline. I know, right? Like, when I, even when I was watching it, I didn't know a lot about Cena, and I was like, this Bray Wyatt guy's awesome, by yeah. the way. And I was like, this is... I was... All, I was 100% invested in Cena, like, snapping, right? Because yeah. it's just like this. The way they told it, and I, this is one of the very clear, like, making me fall in love with wrestling again. Mm-hmm. And this whole storyline of Bray Wyatt trying to push Cena over the edge because Cena is just like this. But what? But it culminated in Bray Wyatt being like, what if you were bad? And Cena's like, nope, I won't be. <laughs> And Bray Wyatt goes, yeah, but what I if mean, you were? Yeah. Nope, but nope, what if you, you were? were. <laughs> nope, all right, I'm going to push you to your breaking point. Okay, but no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the way they, they... And then they all went home. Yeah, the way they teased it, and then the, the, the resolution were definitely not as good. Like, no. one was way better than the other. Yeah, well, the, the resolution res- was, was nope. everything that I said is correct. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. so, AJ Styles retains. Yeah. There That's go. good. You didn't have to wreck your friends. No, I didn't have to smash anything. So Perfect. we were all everything was fine. <laughs> in contrast to the tag team division, they have more than one storyline in the women's division. Yeah, they Down. do. It's good. And the sort of major secondary storyline is that we mentioned Carmella turning heel yeah. some weeks ago, which was has been great for her character, mm-hmm. and she turned heel by attacking Nikki Bella. Yeah, who is now face. Also, yeah. I mean. Never really was heel, just got put she on just, the heel you know, team at yeah. Backlash. That was an odd choice, but I mean... Yeah, so they've been sort of feuding back and forth, doing a lot of the things where sort of like Nikki will be in a match with someone and Carmella will be on commentary, you know, like making fun of her the whole time. Yeah. And so what we have... Uh, like, Nikki had a match with... Um, what's her name? Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Because this is... After Alexa Bliss has become the number one contender, and then yeah, it sort of ties in. <clears throat> later, later tonight is a championship match mm-hmm. with Alexa Bliss challenging Becky Lynch yeah. for the for the title. Yeah, and then this next match is Nikki Bella versus yeah Carmella. Just but because, Nikki and Alexa are having just a match because they don't like, like each other. Carmella, that's it. Basically, it. Did she ever give like a, a vocal, like a verbal, like did she ever verbally say like, oh, I'm attacking you? For this reason, because I'm trying to remember, and I don't think there was. It was never like, 
oh, you just think you're so much better than us. It's that and it's the sort of the, like, like, you're so fake and you got right. your reality TV show. Okay. And she'd sort of aligned herself also with Natalia. Yeah. And Carmela was basically like, me and Natalia here, we're, we're real. Mm. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're not your, you know, we're not like you. We're not all So basically it's just like, whatever. I mean, it's just like what they said to John Cena, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, essentially. Okay, John Cena and Nikki Bella are dating in real life. That's true. Yes, yes. they are a couple. So they are living together. In fact, yes. At least are on, they living with at least on Daniel TV. and Brie? I haven't watched Total Bellas. I don't know, so. but they got a spinoff. I did. I did make a threat that we were going to start covering that show, but I don't think. Do you remember um, John Laurinaitis? Yeah, the guy who I said scratchy voice guy. Yeah, scratchy voice guy. Yeah. Uh, so he is marrying. The Bella's mom. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the show. Is is oh like John yeah. John John Laurinaitis and the Bella's mom, mm-hmm. and then Daniel and Bree and John and Nikki. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the those house? those three couples are the show. Oh. I don't know if they are all living in the same house. That sounds is miserable. Diva still a thing? Yes, but with a but with a, a the cast no longer has the Bellas. Yeah. So they got a spinoff, and then Total Divas is a. Huh. And apparently, it apparently like Paige and Del Rio is like part of the storyline. Yeah, of Total Divas, yeah, which obviously they stuff. shot before <laughs> Paige and Del Rio. Oh, updates. Okay, did we we talked about Paige getting suspended again? Yeah. Okay, Del Rio got stabbed in a restaurant apparently <laughs> multiple or, times, or in the or well attacked with a knife. Okay, he showed like he showed Instagram of his arm. I didn't look at the picture. Up. I was yeah. like. Or, All I saw was stabbed. <laughs> I was like, uh. Now, was it in the restaurant or was it in the parking lot outside the restaurant? And was it someone, was it road rage or was it a crazy, just a crazy homeless person? Or mm-hmm. was it, uh, the stories, Are there's varying. too many conflicting yeah, yeah. informations yeah, here. Was. The whole, when this all shakes out, we'll give you an update on yeah. Paige and Del Rio, because right now, there is far too much rampant speculation. But I just think it sounds funnier when I say, Del Rio got stabbed, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, P.S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that has evolved into something. Oh, Del Rio got he's, released. He's also awkwardly in the commercial for WWE 2017. Yeah. It's like Del Rio sighting. They since edited it so that he's not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Apparently, did they? I don't know if they took it out, but there was a CM Punk reference in 2K17. Jerry the King Lawler makes one. Oh, it's just in the commentary. It's uh, Chris Jericho is like you know, walking to the ring and Michael's like, oh, he says he's the best in the world at what he does. And King is like, oh, I think CM Punk would have something to say about that. Hmm. It's just like a, it's yeah, probably a whole but it's still like not, commentary. It's so weird considering WWE's usual style, whereas, yeah. like, if the person doesn't work at the company, they cease to exist, Yeah. right? So I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, neat. Um, but anyway, Nikki Bella and Carmella, but yeah. we really, like, <laughs> we really go off sometimes. Sorry. Uh, the match is fine. Yeah. Um, I have a problem with Carmella screaming in the ring. It's really distracting. She, she screams it's like, a lot. She doesn't know how else to be a bad person, hmm. so she equates that into just screaming a lot. Yeah. Which is like, Nikki, you're useless. I'm better than you. And it's like, all right, I get it. I feel like there's better ways of doing this because it's not it's not making me dislike you more, right? Mm-hmm. Just by yelling at Nikki. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's a problem of me not really invested in Nikki's character either. Right. Well, it's also, so it's, it's notable to point out because we talk frequently about how we love Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and he as a heel is a dude that screams at the person that he's wrestling yeah. during the match 
Yeah. But it's more substantive. Yeah. When he's like, like he's saying specific things. Yeah. Whereas Carmela is just sort of like stream of consciousness, like, you know, you're bad. I don't like you. You suck. Yeah, just quit. Just quit. Or something. It's like, you know, it just but it's just like the There's way no, she's like, doing it too. Like no like direct insults or cogent thought. It's just sort of like mm-hmm. the same kind of like you're, stuff. You're bad bad and I'm the best best and <laughs> you need to quit. Just give up, you know? And it's like, all right, sure. <sighs> oh, Carmela's move, uh, her submission, her yeah. submission move is called the Code of Silence. Didn't I say that last time or what did I say? Uh, dead Space. Dead Space. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Code of Silence, Dead Space. That was close, right? <laughs> but hey, Code of Silence is pretty sweet. They're I most, actually really like her submission move. I yeah, really like it. I think it's sweet. Um, the finish. Oh, God. How bad or how nasty is Nikki's forearm? Yeah. When she, like, shivers, the forearm shiver, I think JBL calls it. God, she looks like she murders people when she does that thing. Yep. Nikki Bella had to change her finisher. Yeah. Because she had neck surgery, and that's why she was gone so long. And she used to do this move where it was, like, a fireman's carry, but they were, like, the opponent's facing up. Yeah. And then she just drops to her knees when they're laying across her shoulders, and then that's it. They call it the rack attack. Um, but obviously she can't do it anymore because it put, it put, that's part of why she was injured because yeah. it put strain on her neck yeah. and shoulders. People, and it's funny because you don't think about it when you're watching them do these moves, but they're doing that like every night for yeah. 300 nights a year. That's like Hogan. Hogan lost like an inch of height yeah, from, from doing, doing the leg drop. Yeah, doing the leg drop every like how many times a year for you know 15 years or something like that. It's like you're gonna lose some height, and it's just like you don't. I don't think about that stuff. And then when people mention, I'm like. Right. Yeah. By the way, it's called the rack attack because the person's sort of like in like a kind of a torture rack uh, uh, style thing. Also tits. Yes. Boobies! In case that wasn't clear. (laughs) It's not quite as on the nose as who was it who had the move the implant buster? Sorry? What? Was it ODB? Someone in... ODB? Old Dirty Bastard was a wrestler? No, 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 no. no. In TNA. Oh, (laughs) And oh, okay. I'm not making this better the with the implant, acronyms. Implant Buster? Some, some women's wrestler had a move called the Implant Buster. Jesus. Which was uh, like a face, you know, like you smack them down on their on on their front. Implant Buster. Uh, awesome Kong. Ah. Kong, of course she did. Yeah. Awesome Kong, a.k.a. Karma. Yeah. Who is this giant, just like, just Goliath of a woman. She's a big lady. And she spent her time in TNA just... R- Ripping through the knockouts division. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what TNA called the women's division is the knockouts. Which, to be fair, it's way better than Divas. Way better than Divas. It's a pretty good name. It's if you, pretty if you If you want to strike a balance between, like, they're badasses and they'll kick your ass, but they're sexy. Yeah. Knockouts is pretty strong. Pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. Her, I was like, whenever someone said knockouts, I never kind of, like, shuddered the same way as when people yeah. said Divas. <laughs> so the, the, the implant buster is... Uh, she would... I can't remember how the con- the contrivance worked to get them into this position. Yeah. Uh, but basically, picks like a, them up uh, like a wheelbarrow. No, uh, starts to pick them up like you know, like when um, Seamus gets someone into the into the um, razor's edge. Yeah. In, yeah. So it starts with them facing uh, facing each other. The 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 it's like a power bomb. Victim, I guess, bends over. So. You pick them up like that so that they're sort of end up back to back. So it's it starts like that, except you pick them up and their back is to like their back would be to Karma's yeah. chest. chest. They're facing out, they're upside down, mm-hmm. and Karma's got their hands behind their back. 
so okay. they're so they're just vertical. Yeah. She's holding she's holding their torso. Yeah. And then just goes wham forward oh. on their face and boobs. Yeah. So kind of like a like a Styles Clash almost like it's like a Styles simplified. Clash, but she doesn't step in front of the arms. Yeah. Like she just like keeps them in front. Huh. Yeah. But implant buster. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right. Sure. Yeah. It was uh, like I said. It was it was her versus the all the you know all the all the pretty dolled up knockouts was the whole yeah. sort of you know you're not a real. I also felt like or Carmela did a thing that they call what do they call it in the business the business what do they call it wrestling taking a powder when the heel will agitate or not taking taking powder is when they are getting beat up and they'll just roll outside the ring mm-hmm. and just walk around the outside like something as simple as that here we go sorry the implant buster is technically a lifting double underhook face buster oh okay like yeah like so pedigree style lift yeah. them up and pedigree then just style, like yeah. okay yeah 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 but Carmella did this i think once or twice in this match which i always love is just like a heel is kind of getting beat up and they just totally cancel the babyface's momentum, just roll out of the ring. And just walk and like, around. Either walk around, pretend to walk back up the ramp. Yeah. You know? Be like, just like take five. Yeah. And she did this thing at the beginning of the match too where she like slapped Nikki and then just like ran away and put herself outside the ropes. Yeah. Because you have to, you can't, you have to break the count, right? As part of the rules. So I just think stuff like that. She's doing, uh, she's doing things I like, but it's just like the screaming and everything else, I yeah. think I can do without. But I think the Carmella character has potential. Oh yeah, yeah, big like time. The the princess of Staten Island, like yeah. you want to hate that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. There's a backstage clip from Breaking Ground, I mm-hmm. think, of Triple H and Matt Bloom, formerly A Train. Yeah. Telling Enzo and Cass. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're going to be brought up to the main roster, mm-hmm. and they're over the moon about it. And he's like, "Now, something I need you to understand." Is that Carmella is not coming with you? Yeah, because we think that she has great potential to be a solid singles competitor, mm-hmm. but she's got to stay in NXT for a while and figure that out on her own. Yeah, basically that just she wasn't ready for the main roster. Yeah, um, but now I think she's doing really good stuff. Yeah, so. especially since they turned her heel. Well, I mean, we've talked about that a million times. So anyway, I don't know if we mentioned but Nikki wins Rack Attack 2.0. They call it now, yeah. which is essentially the same move that John Cena does now, sometimes. He puts them in like a yeah, fireman's carry, yeah, and then they, they, she just flips them over into almost like a big ending, like what Big E does. The, don't they go face down though? Isn't it sort of like a modified face buster stuff? Yeah, but I mean, Cena actually does that move. That right, very yeah. like the exact same thing. Like yeah, the, it's not the attitude adjustment. Yeah, but it's, it's not the attitude adjustment, but Cena does it as like his like a warm up move, I guess, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Nikki wins. I expected that to happen. Um, I haven't watched. The SmackDowns after No Mercy yet? Yeah, no, neither have I. So I don't know what going forward these two are doing, but we'll see. Rack Attack 2.0 is a fireman's carry cutter. There we go. Yeah. In cutter. case in case you're into the wrestling terminology. Yeah. The next match is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Heath Slater and Rhino defending against the Usos. I wish they'd just call them Heath Slater and Rhino. Yeah. I wish they'd just call them Heath Slater and Rhino. Yeah. They call them Beauty and the Man Beast. Yeah, it's not the best. I mean, it could be worse. Slater's mark. If it was, if it was Tyler Breeze yeah. and Rhino, that How would great be great. Would that tag team? That'd be, be a pretty good tag team. <laughs> yeah, that that may 
it doesn't make sense to call Heath Slater, Heath beauty? Slater the beauty. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad-looking guy. Yeah. But that just seems very strange. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit weird. Like, it doesn't... And, like, Heath's not the kind of guy that his character doesn't care about the way he looks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of confusing. A, how great is the new Heath Slater t-shirt? I got kids, I need this job. I got kids, I need this job. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... We talked about the Usos' heel turn. Yeah, because they heel turn before Backlash. Yeah. Slater and Rhino win the titles at Backlash. Yeah. Next episode of SmackDown, to massive ovation from the crowd, he, uh, he finally gets his SmackDown contract. Yes. He's officially on SmackDown. Well, I think somebody brought it up, and we didn't mention it last week, and I felt really dumb that we didn't. But the way that this Heath Slater, when we, we kind of just glossed over the Heath Slater-Rhino tag team starting. Right. And it was Heath Slater... <clears throat> Not having a contract for Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. And just being desperate to get... Anyone. 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 He As needed to partner, get in the, into so this tag could, team... Yeah, he yeah. needed to get into this tag team tournament to win the title so he could have a contract. Yeah. And he ended up recruiting Rhino, mm-hmm. is how this whole kind of thing started. Even Because Rhino had gored him the week before or something like Like two or to one, get his one or two weeks. contract on yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. So Rhino was just kind of helping Heath out, and they were kind of forming this, this buddy relationship. Um, the Usos debuted new music. Yep. And a new look. Several new looks. They've looked... They've had multiple different yeah. takes on what their outfits are over the, over the weeks between Backlash and No Mercy. Yeah. Like, one week they were sort of tactical, militaristic. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> sort yeah. of like camo pants and a... Flat cap, like a wearing like Guevara cap. Yeah, and then like one week they had like these beige, like I want to say dungarees. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if that's the right word. Um, but they changed their music into something way more like <laughs> you know, like Street? yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it in words, but yeah, that <laughs> that's it. That yeah. move, yeah, that move, yeah, like a b boy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's awesome. This has been awesome. Yeah, I love the Usos. They've been great. They've been wrestling almost like a revival light. Mm-hmm. They're not as obviously they're not doing as well as a revival, but yeah. I think people. I think I mentioned it before. But people are noticing that the revival are doing like the the heel style, that old school heel tag team wrestling style is like in again. Yeah, you know, like or like it's something that not that it was ever out, but it's just something that we uh, people are obviously taking a liking to, mm-hmm. right? In that back and forth that they were having with. American Alpha on mm-hmm. one of the episodes of SmackDown prior to No Mercy, they beat American Alpha for the number one contendership. Yeah. So, once again, Usos in the title picture at the expense of American, American Alpha. Alpha. Yeah. So. And even like, Usos didn't really even have that much contact with Slater and Rhino mm-hmm. in the weeks leading up to this. It was almost all American Alpha. Yeah. Because Slater and Rhino were sort of in like, more joke segments almost, yeah. which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, they're killing it, right? Like, yeah. I'll watch those segments all day, every day. But yeah, like, there was a there was a singles match between, I still can't tell the Usos apart, I'm sorry, Jimmy or Jay fought Jason Jordan, mm-hmm. and Jason Jordan won with a roll-up, but after the match, the Usos um, attack American Alpha, they do that chop block thing that they've been doing to everybody, yeah. and then Slater and Rhino made the save. Yeah, the actual match itself was good, but I worry that Slater and Rhino keep wrestling the same match. 
This one felt a little different to me. This one, really? this one, Slater got a lot more offense. A lot more offense. Like he That's was actually fair. in there for a while, not just being Slater who gets his ass kicked mm-hmm. until he tags in Rhino. Yeah. I was sort of like, oh, Slater's still he's still going, still and he's actually like stuff. fighting, which is yeah. nice. There was um, one point where because the Usos going along with the chop block mm-hmm. motif, they are working um, Slater's leg. Because now one of the, one of the Usos does the Tequila Sunrise, which is like a modified half Boston Crab, mm-hmm. basically, as like kind of like their finisher, I guess. Because they're I think they're kind of like just lost on what to do for a tag team finisher. Yeah. So they just do like that submission. What did they used to do? They did the splash. They just did a splash. Right. Like one of them did a splash, I guess. Right. So. Okay. Um, but at one point, Heath is selling his leg so well. That he's crawl like he's just crawling across the ring to Rhino to make the tag, and I was like, at least he like. And there's another instance of of in ring or match selling that I really liked that we'll get to, but it was the Swagger mm. Corbin match. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Slater does give uh, one of the Usos a power slam off the top. Yeah, top, top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Mm. Yeah. Um, the finish of the match. I know just gores somebody. I'll give you one guess. Rhino yeah. gets tagged in and right. gores. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, well, gores Heath got a Jay. Yeah. So like Keith got in a bit more offense, but even then after I watched this match, I was like, okay, it was fun. I didn't think Slater and Rhino were retaining. Yeah. There's not a chance. Not with the way they built this up. Because you, what you would expect is that the Usos would, would win it from them, and then they'd be American Alpha challenging the Usos for the title mm-hmm. to continue that story. Yeah. But, but hey, man, matter. like I'm fine with more Slater and Rhino. Yeah. Right? Like, they're, the, the, the storyline between those two is compelling, and it's interesting, and it's funny. Probably Survivor Series, I bet, yeah. is when that will happen. I think so. Yeah. yeah. There's a brief clip backstage of Bray Wyatt laughing, but we'll come back to him later. Yeah. The next match, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. is Jack Swagger He's back. versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. Now, the astute among you who have been watching <laughs> actual wrestling might be thinking to yourself, but wait, wasn't Jack Swagger drafted by Raw, he was, and he was, and in fact, didn't he have a match on Raw like three weeks ago? Yeah, and he did, and then he left. Yeah, and joined SmackDown, which is weird because on Twitter, yeah, Daniel Bryan was like, "Hey, Jack Swagger, here are your contracts almost up." It's like, do they sign three week contracts? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because like, that's what it was. It was, was like, "Hey, heard your contracts almost up. Come on over to SmackDown," and Swagger shows up. Two admittedly little fanfare. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the We the People chant is super over. Yeah. But Swagger shows up and. He looks a little cooler. He looks, he's, he's wearing like, like a backwards hat and like stuff. Like jeans and a black t shirt. Yeah. And he's like, he, he cuts a pretty, like a pretty all right promo. Yeah. And sort of like, you know, hey, I'm here on SmackDown and I'm here to, I'm here to mix it up. Yeah. You know? Um, the only instance that I can really. They he's have a, a he's match. He's a former world champion. He is a former world champion. So, I mean, there's that. This is almost like. I was almost as surprised as when, remember when Swagger fought Chris Jericho randomly at Roadblock? Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. We were just being like, wow, Swagger's here. It's like, he hadn't been on TV for weeks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was just like, Jack Swagger. Yeah, I remember that because we were like, why is Swagger, like, why did they send Swagger out to the Toronto crowd? Yeah. I mean, Jericho still got them to boo him because Jericho's the master, right? Actually, I can't even wait till we cover Raw because... It's got better. Oh, wow, yeah. But uh, leading up to this match, they had one match the week before No Mercy. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what they did before that, though. I don't think really anything. 
Swagger debuted on SmackDown on the September 13th episode yeah. and directly confronted Baron Corbin That's and was basically just like, yeah. hey, what's up? You're big. Yeah, I'm big. I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. I'm going to fight you because yeah. you seem like someone who I should fight. Yeah. <clears throat> and on the October 4th episode of SmackDown, yeah. Swagger beat Corbin. After Corbin tapped out. Because he had him in the ankle lock yeah. and Corbin was trying to get to the ropes and he almost got to the ropes and Swagger dragged him back into the ring. And then Corbin was basically scrambling yeah. for the... I said scrambling. <laughs> Scrabbling. Scrabbling. For the ropes and was like sort of flailing his arm trying to grab it and the yeah. ref thought that he was tapping out. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I and thought so it was great. Ref called for the bell yeah. and was like, Jack Swagger wins by submission. Yeah. And Corbin's like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. I absolutely did not yeah. tap out. Yeah. And so then they it got very, very heated and then there was a match. It was like, all right, you two, you can have a rematch at, yeah. at No Mercy. I actually don't remember. I can't recall an instance of that happening. Sorry, not the ankle lock. The Patriot, Patriot lock. Yeah. I can't remember the an ankle instance. ankle lock is... Angle's move. Yeah. It's the same move. (laughs) But more patriotic. I can't remember an instance of that happening in like for a few. You know what I mean? I've never seen that finish. Reaching for the roast, reaching for the roast, and the ref would be like, oh, he tapped. Like I mean, it 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 just made sense. I loved it. I was like, it felt kind of bad that they I don't want to say wasted on this feud, but God, that could have been just a great way for Maybe something that had a bit more behind it, like mm-hmm. a bit more weight to it. You know what yeah. I mean? How do you I feel about it. this? Could match? you imagine like a baby face, like someone like Sami Zayn, yeah. and they're scrambling for the thing, and they're like, "Oh, you tapped out!" Like, sorry, buds, and just being like, "No, he wasn't tapping out." You know, like, but it happened to Corbin. So, yeah. um, sorry. What did, you, uh, what did you make of the match? I liked it. Um, there was awesome. Corbin was working the hand. Yeah. Through this match. And I, when I was watching it, I was like, always oh, working the hand, can't put in the Patriot lock when you got no hand. What does he do? What, is, what does Jack Swagger do? Goes to put Corbin in the Patriot lock and can't because his hand was too hurt. Yes! Yes! <laughs> it was awesome! Loved it! I, was, I popped so hard. Take the strength away. Yeah. And by, by working the hand, we mean like he was like, like getting it caught in the ropes, he was hitting it against the mat, he was just stepping on yeah. the hand, and, and Swagger's like, ah, damn it! He's <laughs> yeah. like shaking his hand out, and then, and yeah, then he goes when the Swagger, and he, and he can't get the twist because his hand is so Because, like, usually they do it kind of like this, right? Yeah. And so he went to go lock it in with both hands, and he immediately broke it, and he's like, oh, my hand, my hand, my hand. And then Swagger immediately does put on the eight Patriot lock, but he changed the way he did it. Like, he just kind of, like, hugged his arm, with his with the hurt hand, he just kind of like used didn't use his hand at all and just trapped it and used his like other arm. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that he's Loved like, okay, it. I got to figure out a way that I can yeah. sort of recover from this. Oh my god, it's just like why can't you just give me more of that? That's all I ever want to see in wrestling, you know. Yeah. Corbin eventually gets to the ropes. Yeah, and the referee calls for a break, and while the referee is calling for the break, he's like counting. Yeah, he's like. One, to do in like the rope break count. Yeah, and so he sort of gets distracted and Corbin uh, jabs Swagger in the eye. Yeah. And then Swagger's like, ah, damn it. And then Corbin <laughs> hits the end of days on Swagger and uh, wins the match. Is the end of days the best finisher in wrestling right now? It's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. It looks even 
I wanted to say more awesomer, but it looks even better when it's done on a guy like that's Corbin's size too, because mm -hmm. it just looks more impressive. It's I do like, like the grand shit. amplitude. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's tag team wrestling, right? Come yeah. on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're talking singles here. Next up is honestly the match that I was the most excited for mm -hmm. going into this, which is the Miz defending his Intercontinental oh, title God. against Dolph Ziggler, with the caveat that if Dolph Ziggler loses, he's done with wrestling. Yeah. He's going to leave the company. Yeah. Career versus title. Career versus title. I was 100% convinced that Ziggler was losing this match. Well, he did a really good job yeah. of... You, did you see him tweeting a couple days before No, no Mercy? Didn't. He's like... After Sunday, please direct all booking requests to my agent and like put like the email address for his agent. No yeah. way, really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. Ziggler Ziggler loves working Twitter. He yeah. loves like just making people not know what to believe on social media. Oh my god. Okay, well let's rewind. After backlash, the Miz had cheated to yeah. win. Maurice sprayed Dolph in the eyes with yeah. something. And Miz I'd, hits the skull crushing finale, yeah. and then he retains his title. Mm -hmm. So, on the weeks leading up to it, Miz, or I mean Ziggler, just keeps trying to get a rematch. Yeah, and they have a they have a rematch on SmackDown, mm -hmm. which Miz wins by Miz using the spray. Yeah, on Ziggler. Yeah, and so yeah, so Ziggler's then. Basically trying to get a fair fight out of him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like, no no managers, you know, no Maurice, no other people, no pepper spray, whatever. You know. Isn't this the promo where he's like, no stunt doubles? Yes, he does no. say no stunt <laughs> yeah. doubles, which I like. Little yeah. Damien Mizdow. Yeah. Shout out. Thumbs up. Yeah. Or Aaron Rex. Yeah. TNA champion. Aaron TNA Rex. grand champion. Yeah. That's different than the world champion. Right. Don't get me... Which they use like an old... Like a, a boxing... Like a UFC... Uh, Rating system for the match. That's how they decide the winner. What? Yeah. Like they do three rounds. What? And then, yeah, yeah, no, okay, all right. <laughs> they do three rounds and they are judged on the round. Like it's like for like, you know, successful strikes. And I mean, it's all, it's wrestling. It's still planned out, but that's, that's so how, and then stupid. so they do it like, and I think Aaron Rex. AKA Damien Sandown at Bound for Glory uh -huh. beat Eddie Edwards, who is one half of the American Wolves, um, 30 to 27 after the scorecards. By the time you hear this episode, <laughs> TNA might have gone bankrupt. Yeah. That's not a joke. That's just. Yeah. Oh, so Eddie Edwards goes on <laughs> oh, no. to winning the world title. Wait, what? At a taping. Because they tape. Okay, TNA yeah. tapes like. Months in advance. Okay. So the stuff that's airing in December, like, has already happened. Okay. So then... So, because we're going to get... We're going too deep down the rabbit hole. It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. It's fun to talk about sometimes. Yeah. So... <laughs> Ziggler is... TNA Grand Champion. <laughs> Ziggler is like, you know, you, you cheated mm -hmm. to win. And I, I love this response from The Miz. Because he, he doesn't say... I didn't cheat. He doesn't. He doesn't actually go. No, I didn't. Yeah. He just says, "Do you think the history books are going to say yes. that I cheated? Yeah. No, they're going to say I won the match." Yeah. So. Because I mean, like, if you look at Wikipedia pages, doesn't, doesn't it just say like Miz yeah. defeats? It sure does. It just, say, it just says like Miz defeats Ziggler. Yep. It doesn't matter how you get there. 
It does not matter. <laughs> Fuck, Miz, why are you so good? So he's like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I don't care. You know, you, you're a loser. All you do is lose. You know, you're, it doesn't matter. Goodbye. I'm not, I'm not giving you another title shot. Yeah. And Ziggler says, what if I put my career on the line? And Miz's response was awesome. He was like, squeeze me? Like, like he did like the, like, he stopped. He's and like, was like, whoa, hang on. Whoa, wait a second. Like, now you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or no, you've, you, you had my attention, now you have my interest. Was yeah, that the, that's the what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's like, what? Uh, uh, sorry, come again? Sorry, what? Yeah. You're, you're what now? Like, yeah. like, if you, like, if I beat you at, yeah. at uh, No Mercy, then I, I become the champion, and if you beat me, then I, I leave. The I promo retire. by Ziggler, too, was awesome, just talking about, like, People say, like, why do you keep coming back? Like, why do you... And he's like, I don't know. It's like an addiction. Yeah. I just can't stop coming Wrestling's back. Wrestling's all here. I have. It's all I have. It's like, come here 300 days, 300 nights a year. I'm here performing. It's the thing I love to do. And everyone always tells me, like, you're being misused and, and you're, you're wasting your time and you should go somewhere where you're appreciated. And it's like, I can't. I got to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And if I can't beat you, like, my career means nothing. Yeah. And that's why he ends up putting his career on the line. God damn. So, Miz accepts. Yeah. He's like, all right. All right. Sure. sure. You'll lose and then you'll be gone forever. And, you know. This was like two or three weeks, two weeks before yeah. No Mercy. And so then on the following <laughs> week, they have an episode of Miz TV, yeah. which is Miz's in-ring interview segment, where he plays Miz a trailer for, and this is not true, but he plays Miz, or he plays Ziggler a trailer for an upcoming episode of WWE 24. Yeah. which is the uh, documentary series that they do on the network yeah. about Dolph Ziggler. And so it's presented as if it's a real trailer for an episode of WWE 24, but it's it not. So but good. it's it's called what's it called? It's called like it's called like Dolph Ziggler like failing upwards or something, yeah, something like, it's, like that. It's, it's, like... it's basically it's it's presented it's 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 all of his most embarrassing moments presented as if like you know like the 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 ongoing litany of failures of Dolph Ziggler basically yeah. which we've brought up on this podcast before like he was the golfer yeah and then he was in the spirit squad yeah yeah and so he he presents it as if the WWE is making a documentary about how much Ziggler sucks <laughs> Which you know what? If they actually did something like that, I wouldn't be, be It'd surprised. Be pretty funny. Yeah. The way that they, because like this whole storyline was almost an accidental payoff for how they booked Ziggler pre-split. Yeah, because Ziggler didn't win. When was the last time Ziggler won a feud? It's been a while. Yeah, and so the yeah his endless matches with Baron Corbin on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Like before that, it was like yeah, and then like. There was the shining moment where Ziggler was the lone survivor in Survivor Series 2014, question mark? Yeah. When Sting? Yeah. That was amazing. Um, and everyone was like, wow, Ziggler's just, they're pushing Ziggler. This is it, finally. Like, Ziggler's going to get pushed. And then there was like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Ziggler got, oh, that was that, the Raw after Ziggler got a world title shot against Triple H. Because Triple H was the champion. Right. Uh, Yes. Was that? No, wait. I think I'm misordering things. That was way later. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm right. All right. Anyway. But yeah, they the, basically just the way they had booked Ziggler leading up to this feud, even I think they did it on purpose as far as Ziggler losing to Ambrose mm-hmm. and then Ziggler losing again to Miz yeah. was like this was um, engineered 
I think so, yeah. Like, that part was part of this storyline. Yeah. But the stuff before that was just, it just helped work it in because everyone's like, wow, Ziggler always loses. Like, yeah. It's just the way it is. So after showing this trailer of Ziggler failing, yeah. Miz introduces the Spirit Squad, <laughs> yeah. or at least two members of the Spirit two Squad. Kenny and Mikey. Yeah. Kenny Dykstra and Mikey Mondo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, Michael Brendley, but Mike Mondo is his. Mikey from the Spirit two Two people from the Spirit <laughs> Squad. Yeah. Um, Johnny retired from professional wrestling in 2008, and Mitch is pursuing a career in MMA. Huh. If you're interested, why they why they weren't there? Yeah. But so the two members of Spirit Squad they could get, Kenny and Mikey, come out and they're like, "Hey, Mickey, hey, yeah, Dolph, Dolph how's it going? Yeah. You know, give me a D, D, give me an O, oh, and, you know, and yeah. like, what's it spell? Loser? Or I, I can't remember what they did, but they were like, you know, yeah. they were like trying to be like, "Hey, buddy, buddy," and then basically being like, "You suck," and then yeah. they attacked him. Yeah. And beat him up, but he actually he fights back. He, like, he fought them off pretty well because he super kicks the, both. The idea is that they kind of suck. Yeah, <laughs> he's they're like they're like the stu- like the goons, like the they're like um, the, the, the putties on. Yeah, they're like the putties, or um, they're kind of like uh, Noble and uh, oh, uh, Noble and Mercury. Mercury, yeah. yeah before yeah, yeah. Mercury got his ribs shattered by Brock Lesnar, <laughs> he's he's had a bad run. Yeah, of injuries. Yeah. But yeah, so they, the, the, the Spirit just, Squad come back. Yeah, the Spirit Squad come back, and it was kind of cool because I met, like, again, I, the first time I heard of the Spirit Squad was on this podcast because yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, it's not something that people talk about a lot. fondly, or yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people don't remember the Spirit Squad storyline. It was great. <laughs> you know, like, top 10 storylines. Number two, Spirit Squad. <laughs> you know what's funny is after the Spirit Squad disbanded, didn't Spirit Squad feud with DX? That was a thing, yep, right? they yeah. sure did. After they disbanded, um, some of them were released, some of them were sent back down to the developmental territory, and Kenny, Kenny Dykstra was the one that stayed on the main roster. Why is that name so familiar? Uh, I don't know. He was did he Sp- wrestle as Kenny Dykstra? Like, yep. full name? That was his name. He was on SmackDown for a while. Maybe that's. Maybe I saw a clip of him or something. He had... Who did he have as his manager? But after Dolph... Dolph, like, clears the ring of the Spirit Squad... Miz tries to get in and give him a skull crossing finale. Dolph reverses it, and then Miz retreats. Mm-hmm. And then that brings us to this match. To yeah, this match. I was co- yeah, I was convinced. Hunter, I was like, there's no way the way that they've set this up is like Dolph's not winning. Yeah. And throughout the match, which was very good. Yes. I think this could be a match. I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch this match again because mm-hmm. I need to know if it's in match of the year contention or not. I think it is just for the storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as taken as a whole. But there were moments where... So, the Spirit Squad ended up coming out yeah, and interrupting, and I was like, wow, that's it. It's over. You know, yeah. like, that's how he's gonna lose, right? Nope. Nope. Dolph kicks out. He gets sprayed by Maurice. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't get pinned. And the ref says... The, yeah. The Spirit Squad and Maurice is like, you, and you, and you... Yeah. Get out. You're out of here. Yeah. And that, I, I guess at that point was when I was like, oh, he is winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's where he's I kind of turned. Here. He's got a shot to do it. How loud was the crowd for this match? Oh, my God. It was unreal. Yeah. Even a, a Let's Go Miz chant? Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> like, that's how badly the Miz is killing it. Yeah. Like, the Miz, we all boo the Miz and stuff, but... 
I haven't really heard a dueling Miz chant, like, because usually it's like, just let's go, like, it's a let's go Ziggler, and there was a very, not as loud, but there's still a let's go Miz chant. Yeah. And the Miz just plays, <sighs> We, I mean, what more can we say about the Miz? Well, following on to his, his altercation with Daniel Bryan on mm-hmm. Talking Smack, which we did talk about, yeah. In this match, he does the. Oh, God, he I does, forgot about this. He does the yes. Yeah. He he does he 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 does a yes chant and he does the the kicks. Yeah. The he Daniel does the Bryan yes kicks. kicks. I thought actually after he did that, I was like, is Daniel Bryan coming down in this <laughs> right. match? You know what I mean? But I was like, nah, that's stupid. He's not gonna do it. Yeah. And he didn't. Um, Miz finally ends up hitting a super kick or Ziggler. Ziggler, sorry, yeah, Ziggler. Finally, as, as the other three are being ejected, yeah. Miz sort of watches them leave and then turns around. Into a super kick, yeah, from from Ziggler just takes Miz's head clean off, yeah, just boom, and then that's the pin. And Miz, I mean Miz Ziggler wins. won. Just Ziggler, 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 Ziggler wins. Sorry. wins? I'm so excited. We were so excited. We were so blown away. I was like, Dolph Ziggler is not fired. This match, if you haven't seen this match, go back and watch it. It's very good, and the the storyline culminates perfectly. And they use all the stuff that they've talked about in the weeks leading up to this, like the spray and the. And the Spirit Squad and and Ziggler finding a way to you know finally win the big match. You know, I like that. There's a lot of instances in this mo- in this match of using other wrestlers. Oh, Miz takes the turnbuckle yeah. off at one point, and yeah. we've talked about this before. But the person to take the turnbuckle off is usually the person that ends up hitting it, yep. and Miz ends up hitting. But I, I just like at one point, Miz used the figure four. Mm-hmm. Ziggler used the Stinger Splash yeah. and the Rough Rider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just like sort of, and they, they called it that too. I just like, it's like key signature moves of other wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. it was really interesting. I felt it. like, and it, Miz taking, I've, good thing I remembered the turnbuckle thing because it, it added a sense of urgency to the fight too. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, I still, I, even when he took that turnbuckle off, I was convinced Ziggler was losing this match. Yeah. And so, Miz's 100 and, I don't know, it was like 90 days or something. Something like that. Um, Since the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, night after WrestleMania is when he won it. God, it feels like forever ago. Yeah. Right? And I think I even said the pop when Miz loses that title is going to be huge. And I think they did it with the right person. Yeah. And the right story. Because the crowd was so, there was on their feet, so loud. Yeah. You know, like, they... This was probably the best match of the night, but it was definitely the the match that the crowd was the most invested in. Yeah. Because oh, they did yeah, a great job it. from a storyline. Because the storyline was good. Yeah. yeah. Funny how that works out, right? <laughs> <laughs> the storyline's good. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? So, yeah, it, I keep wanting to say Miz. Ziggler is your new Intercontinental Champion. So, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've heard, like, a couple things, but... You've, you've got to... I, I have... I. After the first, after the, these couple months, I have faith in the SmackDown writing team. But like they've got to, they've got to make it so that it's not just like so that that's not the end of the good writing, right? Like Ziggler's champion now, mm-hmm. so now he's got to do stuff with the belt so that we still care. Yeah. So which I think will be. Do you think they're going to do a, like a one more for Miz and Ziggler? Probably? I don't know. I don't know. Because Survivor is Survivor Series the next SmackDown pay per view too? Or yeah, is and it's it, co-branded, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. co-brand, but. So we'll, we're, we'll see. We're gonna get Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Next episode. Yeah, yeah. 
Alexa Bliss is heading down to the ring for yeah. her championship match against Becky Lynch, except she grabs a mic and says, she actually, she talks about Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon protecting the pathetic yeah. women's champion Becky Lynch, who is legitimately injured in real life. Yeah. Not badly. It but, was like non-medical yeah. injury or something. That's all they said. It was yeah. just like, oh, something's wrong. She, she had a nasty black eye. Yeah. Somebody was like, they showed a picture of her, and it was like, wow, there's no, no wonder she's not wrestling. Uh, Bliss thinks that she has a hangnail. Ah, yeah. This one felt kind of flat for me. Like and this. so, well, yeah, I mean, this, it felt flat because this was not a relevant match, yeah. right? Because it was supposed no, to be... No, the promo, I mean. Oh, like, yeah. Saying Becky had a hangnail, I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So... You can do better. Yeah, so Bliss is not going to have a title match. Yeah. And instead, Naomi's music hits... Mm-hmm. And she has a match against Naomi, uh, which is like which yeah. is f- fine. Naomi and wins. Naomi wins. I find that odd. I thought it was odd. Okay. I think it's just like them showing that anyone's a threat, right? In the women's division okay. in SmackDown. Okay. That's where. That's how I took it. That's my head cannon for it because Alexa it seems... looks flabbergasted. Yeah. And by the way, she has amazing facial expressions. Yeah, she's so you great. can tell when she looks flabbergasted. Yeah. Alexa's great. Yeah. She's she's she was great in NXT. If you'd never saw any of her stuff, um, she's probably she's the best heel on that roster. Yeah, she. I don't think she's the, quite on Charlotte levels yet. But the the lead up to this match is sort of very little because again, Becky was was injured. Uh, so there wasn't a lot. The, I think the, the SmackDown immediately prior to this, I don't think much happened. But there's one point where Becky comes out and it's like, you're new women's champion after yeah. Backlash. And she comes out, she's got the belt. And then Alexa just just steamrolls her from behind. Yeah. And is like, Well, I want Alexa this. wins the uh, six-pack challenge to become the number one contender. Yeah. Oh, so I guess it was the next week. It was she, like the week she, after. She like Two Becky. weeks before No Mercy was yeah. when she attacked Becky. Um, I'm drawing blanks on... Really, if they had much interaction at all, mm-hmm. not really. But uh, yeah, so Naomi wins. I think it's just to keep the rest of the division like looking credible. Yeah. But even see, I'm one of those people that even when someone loses, I don't think any less of them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, don't I just don't. Know, I didn't that. understand why. Because typically you would want to keep the number one contender looking the strongest, so mm-hmm. it would be like a foregone conclusion that Alexa would win this match. Yeah. But I think but I think it's just their way. Right, yeah. She no, lost because they're keeping the other women like, hey, look, like you're number one contender, but there's people out there. When you're, you know, out here talking to the ring, someone's out there training. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, while you were eating dinner, she was out practicing the sword. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that old saying. So, then a video package runs advertising for Helena Cell. Yeah, which is weird only because Michael Cole is narrating it. Yeah, and so I got confused about what show I was watching. Yeah, I still find it weird that they, even though they talked, I don't think they mentioned it anymore. The ratings thing. Yeah, but like even when they were mentioning like, oh, we're going to kick your butts in ratings, and, and then they, they start like, advertising, they start advertising each other's pay per views. It's like, well, doesn't that all right? Uh, sure, it's probably I mean, a mandate from head office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but the the next match and the last match, and yeah. so I guess sort of maybe kind of your also main event. Yeah. Is Randy Orton yeah. versus Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Now this is something that we started to talk about a little bit last episode. Yeah. And uh, I edited out the part where you, yeah. where I just started <laughs> talking about, about everything that happened after uh, Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought it was really good. I think that's why I just got excited. Yeah. You know. So what? What 
burned this on, Bray Wyatt wanting to take a piece of Orton? I think it's just Bray Wyatt being Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah. Bray Wyatt was just like, Randy, like, I want to fight you. Bray, yeah. Bray's the kind of character that just gets away with stuff like that, right? Right. Bray is just like, you, I'm here, I can take out whoever I want whenever I want, right? Mm-hmm. And Bray just seemingly at random, according, like, viewing it solely through his character's perspective is just like, oh, I, I just just pick and choose, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, this person now has caught my ire, I guess. So they were going to have a match Because I can't at... remember, I don't know, the. Ex- I think that was the reason, it was just Bray being Bray. Because yeah. this was before Backlash, right? Yeah. Because at Backlash we talked about Randy Orton was hurt from the Brock Lesnar incident at SummerSlam, so he couldn't fight at Backlash. They did a backstage segment where Bray Wyatt attacked Randy Orton, and he was unable to compete. Bray Wyatt fought Kane, Randy Orton interfered, Kane won, mm-hmm. which was fine because I need to keep the feud going. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but leading up to this was a lot of Bray Wyatt promos. The one that stuck out in my mind the most was the one where Randy Orton was walking around backstage. Yeah. And looking, looking, looking for, Bray, for Bray, Bray. Yeah. Yeah. And Bray left him like these kind of awesome like uh, li- they're written in like lipstick, basically. Written like, on the walls. Written on the walls, like all these little notes. Like it's weird how choose creepy a direction. The, it's weird how creepy the backstage lighting is at, the, at these arenas. Yeah, <laughs> the spooky stadium. Well, it's like whenever they would show when Kane was much more of like a re- recurring character. Whenever they'd show like Kane sitting backstage somewhere, and he'd be like in a room in just red, f- yeah. flooded with red lights. It's yeah. like. This is a janitor's closet. <laughs> yeah. Why is that light there? Because it's wrestling, right? I know. I know. And I love it's it. awesome. <laughs> yeah. But there's one part where Randy Orton's looking for Bray backstage, and there's like, pick a... I can't remember what it says, but it's like, pick a direction. It's like, your fate Choose depends. your fate. Choose yeah. your fate. That's it's it like a haunted house. Yeah. And so Randy Orton goes to open one door, and it's a cardboard stand-up of himself yeah. with the eyes cut out. Yeah. And he's like, all right... And so he goes to check the other door, and he, like, he goes to open it, and then he kind of opens it a crack, and you see uh, Eric Rowan yeah. standing behind the corner, like, looking all creepy like, with his, like... the camera sees Eric Rowan, <laughs> yeah. but Randy doesn't? Randy doesn't, yeah. And Randy looks and looks and looks, and then he ends up closing the door and just walking away. And after... <laughs> I fucking love this It part sort of so undercuts the, the menace of the scene. Yeah, but it really yeah. does. But I, I was like, this is the best thing ever. The camera like pans <laughs> slowly down to the door handle as Eric Rowan's like... Which makes you think, is Eric Rowan locked in there? Yeah. Is Eric Rowan too dumb to open a door? You know what I mean? Like, is he that much of an idiot that he can't open the door? On a following week... There's a bit of Bray looking for Randy backstage. Yeah, and he sees there's like a hallway with a rocking with his rocking chair sort of sitting just in it, lit by one light. And he's like, "Randy, is this? Are you looking for me?" And he goes down the hallway, yeah. and then from behind the camera, Randy bursts out and closes a sliding door because it's actually like a shipping container. Oh yeah! <laughs> and he just traps Bray White in a shipping container, yeah. and Bray's like. And yeah. then you, you, there's like a security camera in the shipping. Yeah, yeah. So for see, whatever reason, there's a camera in the security. So you see Bray like wandering around, hitting the walls, and then eventually he just is like, "All right, I guess I'm here now," and sits down in the chair. And then later in the show, it comes back, and you see 
Bray sitting in the chair, and he sort of is looking off camera, and he's like, oh, there you are. Yeah. I'm ready to come to you now. Yeah. Something, and, like, reaches his hand out. Then he goes to commercial and comes back with Randy coming back to the shipping container and sort of listening and going, like, I don't hear anything. <laughs> and opening it up, and Bray's gone. Yeah. So I think it was Sister Abigail. I assumed yeah. so. Okay, yeah. so I don't think we've touched on this before. Yeah. Bray's finisher is called Sister Abigail. Yeah. Sister Abigail is this character yeah. that Bray Wyatt, like, worships? Mm-hmm. Or draw... It's kind of like Undertaker's urn, almost. Yeah. Like, where he draws his power from. He definitely has mystical powers. Yeah. yeah. Bray Wyatt has mystical... We could go back... Actually, the Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Right. When... Bray Wyatt came back and they had like this cool like hologram thing yeah, yeah, yeah. in the ring and that was like kind of like this was I think this was even before Bray Wyatt remember when Bray Wyatt stole Undertaker's powers yeah yeah because leading into the WrestleMania match yeah because Bray Wyatt stole Kane's and Undertaker's undead wizard powers yeah wrestling's the best <laughs> like just I wish they'd Don't they worry needed, about I, it. I wish they would just do more stuff like this yeah because it's awesome. But uh, there was one, I think it was the same segment where Randy Orton was looking around for Bray. Yeah. And then Bray was like in this room dark and he's like cutting this cool promo and then all of a sudden Randy shows up in the sheet mask behind yeah. him. See, when I was watching this, do you know when you're watching something and then something happens and you don't, you're not really kind of like compre- comprehending what happened yeah. and you rewind it? When Randy Orton started laughing... I was like watching, and then like Randy beats up Bray, and then he just kind of starts laughing like maniacally, and it kind of like does like a twitchy camera thing, yeah. kind of. And I was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" I had to rewind it and watch it again. Yeah. Um, also, was it the night of the pay per view that they do the mirror thing? Okay, so uh, <laughs> okay. before we get to that, okay. So there yeah. was also an instance leading up to this. I think this was the. This was after the, the Eric Rowan being stuck in a closet and after the shipping container thing. <gasps> Trapped in a closet? Oh, my God. Starring yeah. Eric Rowan. <laughs> I pulled out my gun. Wyatt's having a match. And I can't remember who he's fighting. Yeah. But he's, he, does this, he does this thing that he does where he goes into the corner and then goes down onto his back and then sort of pops up upside down yeah. and looks at them. And, and so he, he pops up like that. And then Randy appears on the, on the screen. In the arena, yeah, with his image upside down, yeah, and he's like Bray, and 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 Bray's like what, and gets, and, and gets distracted, <laughs> yeah, and this this is so badly done, yeah, it's just the delivery is just like really stupid. He's like, you know, this is you know, you see everything upside down. Well, now I'm upside down or whatever, <laughs> and and this is this is what I'm gonna do to you at at uh, at no, no mercy. mercy. And then the, the, the video just goes... <laughs> I forgot about that. It just this. like very slowly spins up to... It's yeah. like, that's not menacing at, <laughs> at all. all. Yeah. <laughs> it just turns the right way up. It's like, that's not... <laughs> all right. Also, Mauro Ranello keeps referencing Stranger Things. Does he? The show? Yeah. Because the, the like, the, the, like... Creepy world in Stranger yeah. Things is called the Upside Down. Oh yeah, right. And so you know, Morrow will be like, "Stranger Things have happened." Then you know, like he, he just keeps sort of referencing like the Upside Down world of Bray Wyatt or something, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's so weird. 
And then, yeah, on the night of the pay-per-view, there's a backstage vignette of Randy looking into the bathroom mirror, <laughs> and then the someone best. quickly applies the Photoshop twirl filter <laughs> yeah. to the reflection of Randy's face, and then he shakes his head and shakes him off of it. And I'm like... I loved it. I was like, I want to see more stuff like that when Bray's, like, concerned, you know? When I was doing Video Art 100 (laughs) in university, the teacher uh, was, we did, like, a rudimentary thing on Photoshop, and he's like, he's like, here's the thing about filters that you have to remember, is that, like, you know, you discover a new filter, and you're like, oh, this is great, but you have to realize that everyone else also has access to those filters. Yeah. So... Be careful how you use them. Use them judiciously. You know, use them uh, with moderation. You know, understand that it's not as cool to everyone else as you think it is. Yeah. And if you use the twirl filter, I will automatically <laughs> fail you. No way, really? Yeah. He just hated the twirl filter. So that that <laughs> did made, you call his bluff? That made no. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. Yeah. That was just it just Randy goes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so like, good. It's just like. And then Randy shakes his head, and he's like, what was that? Yeah. That was a twirl filter, you fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Yeah. The match is, like, okay. Yeah. It's kind of whatever. Like, they beat each other up. I'm glad Bray Wyatt seems a lot more menacing now. Yes. You know? Leading up from what we talked about with the New Day. Well, he... he, 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 he Gets out of or counters like a couple RKOs in this match. Yeah. So he's like, you know, from a beyond the what they exhaustively refer to as mind games, mm-hmm. he actually you know can also hold his own. Yeah. In the match, which is really good. Yeah, because usually you know the stereotype for Bray Wyatt in any fiction. Yeah. Would be master of the mind games, but when you confront him, he can't fight. Yeah. Right. But it turns out. But it turns out he, Bray Wyatt can fight, which he is can great. Fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the best, I really want to just skip to the ending of the match because it's the best yeah, part. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so Randy Orton is setting up for the RKO. Yeah. And we get the Wyatt scream. There's like this, what it does. All lights the, go out. Lights go, go dark. Yeah. And then, is it a spotlight? Yeah. Yeah, a the, spotlight. In the center of the ring yeah. where Bray Wyatt was standing. Yeah. Bray Wyatt is not there. Yeah. Who's there? Luke Harper. Yes! Luke Harper is back. <laughs> and the crowd pops huge for Luke Harper. We all love Luke Harper. Yeah. I don't think we've... Did we really cover him at all? I don't think so. He's been out for a while. When did Luke Harper get hurt? <sighs> I just don't think he was... Re- it was before relevant. we started. God, was he? Because he was we started... In, he wasn't in the Royal Rumble. He wasn't at Mania with yeah. the whole thing with The Rock, was he? No. No, God. Yeah, because Eric Rowan got beat up. Right, Luke Harper's been out and for a while. And Braun Strowman was out there. Yeah. Yeah, Luke Harper! Luke Harper is fucking awesome. So he's a member of the Wyatt family. Yeah. There was a period of time where they all sort of broke up and had singles runs, yeah. and Luke Harper had uh, the Intercontinental... Uh, oh, yeah. He was, he he was, was the Intercontinental yeah, Champion. For, yeah, for, for, a, for a little for a while. while. For a little bit, yeah. And I enjoyed his... Uh, yeah. I, I, I quite enjoyed his run. Yeah. And he's big, too. That's mm. what you get... He wears really dumpy clothing because he's yeah. a member of the Wyatt family. He's got this scraggly beard and mm-hmm. like really like wispy hair. And especially now that, well, not now, but especially when they were all there with Braun Strowman, who's a tower. Yeah. You know, you were sort of like, yeah, I, I guess he's sort of imposing. He's really tall. He's actually yeah. very tall. Yeah. <clears throat> and his in-ring work is very it's good. Very good. 
Awesome. Like, like I, Bray's probably the best in-ring worker of the four of them. Some people would argue but, that they're pretty even. Yeah, it, but... The difference between Bray and Luke is so small. Yeah. And Luke's like 37 or 38. Is he serious? Yeah, he's like... I don't want to... I'm not saying old, but for wrestling... He's 36. 36? Yeah. Okay. Um... For comparison, did you know... He's six foot five. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like my height. Big guy. Probably yeah. like 100 more pounds than I am, though. He's billed at 275. Oh. I'm like Luke Harper. All right. Just like Luke Harper. Just, you exactly. got to get... You got to grow the beard. I can't. Like I, got I don't going think I've on. ever tried. I think I can't it would look grow, too shitty. This is like months of work. Like, really? I just can't grow beard. I yeah. can't. I don't, I've, never, I've never gone like longer than this. I always shave. I always just get pissed off at it. Oh. Anyway, but Luke Harper's back. The secret is to stop caring. <laughs> yeah. You just stop giving a shit. Yep. Um, but Luke Harper's back, and it was awesome, and the yeah. spotlight comes in. Randy's, and Randy looks horrified. Oh, He's just yeah. like, holy crap. <laughs> Luke's doing this, like, <sighs> like this maniac face, and he does, yeah, that, that face. That face right there is so good. Oh, he my just, God. He like, tilts his head back and, yeah. like, moves his face his around. His face around. Yeah. And, but it's great because Luke... Doesn't touch Randy. Yeah. So Bray doesn't get disqualified. And then Bray uses the distraction to hit Sister Abigail. Bray Wyatt gets the one, two, three. I don't smash all my friend's stuff at his house. <laughs> Bray Wyatt wins. Bray Wyatt gets a victory over Randy Orton. At a pay-per-view. Yes. So happy. Send the fans home happy. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Harper, it was awesome. Harper's Harper back. Helps Wyatt to his feet. Was this a no DQ match? What? Mm-hmm. I Was guess it? I don't think so. I don't know. This this the thing I'm referencing is like then JBL reminds everyone about the no DQ rules, but what? there wasn't anything in the. But it doesn't even there shouldn't. I mean, by the rules, Luke never interrupted the match. Yeah, like, exactly. he never laid hands on anybody, I don't so he think wouldn't. It, was, it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter because Luke is back. Yeah. I don't know. I, w- I really hope that they start doing stuff with Rowan again because I feel really bad because he's <laughs> he's very he's just as good, but it's like. They, it always seems like with Luke and Eric, like they just don't really know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there was like that series of tag matches that Luke and Eric had with the Usos, mm. which were very good. This was like last year. Yeah. Um, before Luke. I just hope her. that this is leading to a rebuilding of the sort of the, like the, 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 the Wyatt family as a force. Yeah. You know, like a group. And I think if, that, if SmackDown's any indication like that's will be the case. Yeah, I'd very much like to see that. Yeah, that's what we need. We need like the Wyatts to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And and that was no mercy. That was that's that's the end of the show. Um, uh, uh, weird Luke, match sequ- like match yeah. sequencing. But Luke, Luke Harper and Wyatt uh, stand on the ramp, and you can he's not mic'd, but uh, uh, Wyatt goes you know follow, follow the, the buzzards. buzzards. Yeah, and that's and that's the end of the show. And I was trying to pay attention to things on the episodes of SmackDown that didn't have any bearing on this pay-per-view. Because mm-hmm. some people, um, generally speaking, the feedback for the last episode was very, very positive, and we really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and there was um, a couple people that were sort of like, this is this works, but I'm bummed that we'll be missing out on like the little the minutia yeah. of the episode-to-episode. Episode. And I understand. And, and I totally get it. Yeah. It's just not feasible. Just, but I was sort of like paying attention, like, is there anything that didn't show up? And honestly, SmackDown's very tight. Yeah. It's very tightly written. Yeah. And like everything well, on SmackDown sort of 
has a purpose. I think we mentioned it last time, but the the head the old the head writer for NXT yeah is uh, is, is SmackDown. Yeah, and I think that I mean I think this is proving that two hours is obviously easier to write. Yeah, you know than three hours. Yeah. So like, there's no like we for Clash of Champions, right? We didn't mention. Uh, we didn't talk about the like Braun Strowman or Nia Jax squash matches or what was happening with Bo Dallas or whatever because there was no payoff at Clash of Champions yeah. for it, so we just didn't really talk about that. Yeah. And so in this case, they're just there wasn't too. much happening. The only on side story SmackDown. was like American Alpha Usos. Yeah, like they were really so. Which is wasn't much happening on SmackDown, comma that didn't have bearing on No Mercy. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, the next SmackDown pay per view is. The co-branded Survivor Series, yeah. which is in November. Yeah. The next uh, episode of Sidewalk Slam will be the next uh, Raw pay-per-view, which is Hell in a Cell. Well, you were mentioning... And I have no idea when we're going to be able to record that. Because here's the problem with that, yeah. is that uh, Kathleen and I are going to PAX Australia. We're yeah. very excited to meet some of our Australian fans, yeah. finally. Uh, you've been clamoring for us to be down there. But Hell in a Cell happens on the 30th? Yeah, it's yeah. like two Sundays from now, which not is next week, but the week we'll after. We'll be in Australia, because we're not going to go to Australia for a four-day convention, and that's it. We've never been, so we're going to go down ahead of time. Yeah. So we'll be there during I'm Hell in a Cell. I'm super jealous that you got to go to Australia. I'm so excited for it. But yeah. then uh, PAX Oz happens the following weekend, and then we come back, and then there's like four days, and then there's Desert Bus. Yeah. So if we can coordinate to record the episode... Between there, I think we have to. Like yeah. we have to. Yeah. Like there's no but, like we just. Yeah, but the chances of having it edited and out the door before Desert Bus, zero. <laughs> Pretty close to zero. Pretty close to zero. Yeah. yeah. We so, like. I know people. We we keep getting stuck in these like. Just it's this just is a, scheduling. This like is this a rough is a time bad of year. time of year. Rough time and, of year. Like, but summer was hard. But I just like I want you guys. Like we're just we're trying. And this is great though. This 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 uh, format just doing one show doing because the the one show. Uh, it still it still lets the episodes of Sidewalk Slam happen often mm-hmm. because there's there the, the, the those shows are more often now, but it also makes them a lot more uh, attainable for for us. And honestly, if it wasn't for <laughs> us going away for like two weeks and yeah. then having our Desert Bus event. If you're not familiar with Desert Bus, by the way, please check out desertbus.org. It's a fundraiser we do um, should, for charity. You should check. You should uh, please check out that website. But if it wasn't for that, then this new schedule would work just fine. But, oh yeah. But November is always just a complete a complete shit show. I'm hoping that this is easier to edit. You know what I mean? One yeah. show because all you're gonna have to do is have like four weeks of SmackDown, I guess, and mm-hmm. you're only gonna be pulling like one or two clips from it. Yeah, I hope I hope it'll be it'll be easier in that regard. Yeah. So. Uh, that is it for Sidewalk Slam for No Mercy. Thank you so much for joining us. Adam. Yes. What's your Twitters? My Twitter is at Wake Up Super. Yeah, yeah. Graham Stark is at Graham underscore LRR. Yes. And uh, as always, this is brought to you by your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run, which supports not only this, but all the other things we do. Yeah, like uh, twitch.tv slash loading ready run. The streams. There are. Shows almost every day. Yep. I think it's every day. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, day. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day is there's a show on. So if you like different stuff, there's everybody. Um, the FK streams are good. Loading Ready Live is awesome. Thanks. Saturdays are great. Yeah. The Oh, yeah. The um, I guess it's not just uh, this, but either uh, support on Patreon or subscribing on Twitch because um, that's also 
it's sort of two sides of the same coin, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have Amazon Prime, yeah. you get a free Twitch subscription that we get as much money as we would if it was your $5, but instead you're giving us Amazon's $5. Yeah. So and I think check you get that like out. A, you get like a World of Warcraft hero. And something for not Hearthstone. World of War, no, no, Hearthstone. That's Hearthstone Hearth, you get a Hearthstone hero. And a skin for And people smite. are trying to buy that thing. Like, it's going out of style. So you could probably make some yeah, money yeah, off of it. Call. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That is it for Sidewalk Slam. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. And we'll talk to you when we can do Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.